Open a channel. Open a channel. Open a channel. Open a channel. Open a channel to all decks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our new monthly bonus episode, which I'm calling Open Channel, tentatively, I guess. Uh, we're going to talk about the state of Trek in pretty much an open dialogue format uh, with our fans, I guess, and through show feedback and comments. So this is going to be kind of our callback to our fans, people who write in, leave comments on Twitter or Patreon account or wherever. Open Channel will also be an opportunity to talk with a guest about the state of Trek and possibly other science fiction properties. But I'm your host, Clarence, and I'm joined by my guest slash co-host slash Trekkie, the Who's starring himself, Cal Jones. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing pretty good. I'm sitting and ready and willing and ready to talk, whatever. <laughs> I have no clue absolutely even whatsoever about what you're fixing to ask. So I'm ready. Yeah, man, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I think we'll have a good time. I mean, you better be what? glad I trust you. <laughs> well, usually once we get to chat and we have good conversations and you're just the first, uh, cause we want to try to go through all the hosts in addition to, you know, just any other people we find interesting that we want to talk to on this show. So that's kind of what this is going to be kind of a monthly thing. If we keep up with it, <laughs> you know how that awesome. goes. Awesome. Um, so again, we call you the historian. Can you quickly tell people why we might be calling you the historian? Oh, maybe because it's, I don't know, maybe because I have a, just a little obsession with a show called Dr. Who, maybe a little bit. Small exception, small. Is it, is it really little? I mean, <laughs> uh, maybe uh, infinity small <laughs> obsession, considering the fact that I kind of, work Doctor Who into pretty much everything I do. So, yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, we're going to get into a bit more of your Doctor Who love and maybe talk about some of the similarities between Trek and Who a little later. Uh, but first, I want to give a shout out to one of our newest patrons, which his username is Day11Westworld. Um, uh, your support really helps the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, and, you know, whatever you contribute definitely uh, helps for our server costs and things like that. And again, we just appreciate you for being a part of the fam. So welcome to the crew. Um, if you're listening right now, you want to also support the show, head on over to discussingtrek.com slash support, where you can contribute to the show via Patreon or PayPal. Again, thanks to Day 11 Westworld for supporting the show. Uh, now I'm getting to a bit of a contest. I kind of wanted to run for the channel. And I, I, I threw this out to Cal to look at an image that we pro possibly could use for the contest. So um, the contest is going to entail going to our Patreon post and leaving the best caption on an image. And the image is going to actually be a crossover image. I, I think it was on one of the uh, IDW comics, actually. Is going to be a crossover image of Doctor Who and Star Trek. And whoever can leave the best caption for that image will be the winner. Now, on Patreon, you can't have contests of chance or luck. Uh, so this is going to be just uh, us choosing 
what we think the best best caption is, is going to be. And it's going to be me and Kyle judging that, actually. So that should be a lot of fun. You may ask, what are you going to win? What will you win with this contest? Well, uh, the prizes, prizes I have uh, proposed for this is a Star Trek Discovery Season 2 Blu-ray. Mm, as well nice. as, yeah, yeah, pretty nice. As well as a Polar Light Star Trek Discovery NCC 1031 U.S. Discovery 1 2500 scale plastic model. So you're going to win both of those. If you can have the best caption, you know, you can, you can actually enter the contest without being a Patreon subscriber. So it's pretty much open to anyone who wants to go in and leave a comment. Now you may have to have a Patreon account um, to actually leave a comment, but that costs you nothing. So go ahead and follow us on Patreon, leave a comment there. And yeah, we'll, we'll uh, cover who wins, I guess in the next open channel for next month. So sweet. Oh, sweet. And I know I can't win, but I do have a <laughs> awesome, awesome caption, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want to mess up anyone. But whenever I saw this image while you were talking, I was like, I have a caption. Oh man. I can't wait to hear that. And actually you can leave three separate comments. We're going to take the first three comments from each person to be their caption for the image. So yeah, go ahead and check it out. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see what you guys come up with. Um, Awesome. So we're going to move right along. And this is going to focus more on uh, the guest here, Cal Jones. And I'm going to call it the hot seat. (laughs) All right, I'm ready. It's really not the hot seat, man. It's just questions about Trek and who. And I know you're going to have a good answer for all of these. And it should be a lot of fun. So uh, we're going to get right into it and talk of maybe some of the similarities and differences uh, between the two. And again, like no better person to have talking about these great franchises than the who starring himself, Cal Jones. So here we go. Are you ready, sir? Let's go. (laughs) You know, if you're going to ask me, was the first doctor, the first captain of the um, Federation Starship Enterprise. I'll go ahead and say yes. You got. It. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to be getting that specific, but it's going to be more centered around your likes and dislikes and things like that. So I think we'll have a lot of fun with this. Lighthearted, very lighthearted. Cool. Thinking that vein. So I want to ask you start off. What draws you to Star Trek? If the anything, next, the next generation. That's the first thing that came to my mind. That's what got me into Star Trek and I was a big just like you I was a big Star Trek mostly you know from the late 80s early 90s that's my association even before the movies that's what got me interested in Star Trek was it the science fiction aspect of it of it was it the stories was it the characters or what what, what about that in particular science fiction first because that's what interests me and then the characters slash the stories come next Fair enough. Fair enough. So I'm going to flip that around and ask you on the Doctor Who side of things. What draws you to Doctor Who, sir? The Doctor. Interesting. Simply enough? I That is a entire two-hour conversation when it, within itself, just talking about the Doctor. Um, yeah, I, I just think that it... You've got this person that can take you from a story that is set in the far future on a different planet and the next one be set in the 1800s on Earth 
and it make total sense in the context of the story. I just think that's, you know, as just one thing that's totally unique and interesting about Doctor Who. Mm. Interesting you say unique, so we might dive into that a little bit later. Um, what character in the Star Trek universe most reminds you of the Doctor, if any? That is an awesome question. <laughs> the Guinan. Guinan, how so? There's something there's something comforting uh, to me about Guinan. There's something old about Guinan and there's something wise about Guinan. Ah. And I can attribute all three of those things to the doctor. Great freaking parallel, man. Uh, definitely. You hit me when you started talking about the oldness of Guinan and especially the wisdom, uh, which, you know, that's kind of something we look uh, to for the doctor as well. So, yeah, that's a great parallel between them. Because if you think of some of the greatest Doctor Who moments, those parallel very similar to the things that Guinan and Picard, their conversations and her deep insight into things. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Definitely. Definitely. Um, well, this one may ruffle some feathers. Uh, TARDIS or Starship? Oh, TARDIS. Totally. Why? I'd have to. I mean, I, I just couldn't. Because you can only go into certain places with the Starship. You can go anywhere with the TARDIS. Which can hold the bigger crew? I think this is... I don't, I don't know if this is an easy one, actually. It depends. Uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little bit of rope here. It depends on which desktop theme <laughs> of the TARDIS that's being used as to how many people that it will hold. Yeah, well, I was definitely thinking about the the Matt Smith episode. I forget the name of the episode where they uh, go to the different rooms in the TARDIS, uh, which is kind of infinite, seemingly. Journey to the journey, journey to the center of the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah. So I would I would probably say the TARDIS, but I, you know, if you're just talking about the console room, uh, it's a totally different conversation. Yeah. Yeah, we could we, we could form a conversation or story around where the the Enterprise could be bigger. I'd I'll give you that. Huh. Here you go. So if you were confined to a full year with either um, the uh, TARDIS or a starship, which one would be the most fun, do you think? And I think I know the answer to this, but <laughs> TARDIS. Sorry. I, I mean, uh, sorry, all the Star Trek fans, but it's it's the TARDIS. So so I'm going I'm to put spin that just a little bit. I think as far as traveling, uh, the TARDIS, but when I start to think about interactions with crew and, and, um, the people, cause I mean, the tar, I mean, the, uh, the, the different ships in Star Trek are about a re relationships too, you know, I think that would probably be more fun. And then if you get bored, just go jump in a holodeck. <laughs> all right. All right. So, so I will amend your question and ask it back to you. And I, but I will also answer it. If I had to choose for a year to travel with a version of Star Trek, be it Enterprise, be it Voyager, be it TOS, which one would I choose? It would be Voyager, hands down. Oh wow, Kate hands down. Huh, Janeway? <laughs> yeah, uh, hands down, hands down. I would be all aboard. 
What about you? Which which one would you travel with for a year? Oh, man, like, honestly, the, the TARDIS possibilities are endless, you know. But for me, I think what I'm drawn to is, you know, at most you have, what, four people maybe on the TARDIS. I like the interactions of what happens on the starship. So that's kind of why I'm leaning. But traveling on the TARDIS, like, it's like infinite possibilities. I mean, nothing is off limits, literally. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. Can I plead the fifth on that one? Mm-hmm. Plead it. <laughs> so here we go. Next question. Um, I'm going to talk about a little about a, a, a little bit about apparel slash attire. <laughs> if you had to dress up, let's use let's use a year again. Okay. As a doctor or any of the Starfleet uniforms, which one would you choose? Uh, okay, so can I answer b- both? Yeah, sure. I think the the discovery uniforms just look awesome. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I think they I think they look comfortable, but they there's something that that just looks awesome about them. Even though I know they're supposed to be set in the past, I just really like them. The other thing I would say for the doctor, <laughs> I would be torn probably between. Tenth Doctor and Eleventh Doctor. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I think for me, I really love the restyled uh, season two Star Trek Discovery uniforms for uh, the classic kind of yes. like Pike, what Pike was wearing, the Enterprise crew. I really love those. Those are probably my favorite right now. Uh, as far as Doctor Who, I don't think there's ever been one Doctor where I've said, I really want to wear that. I really don't think it's been one. Um there are some that I find very stylish that I love. Matt Smith's uh, first costume is is one that I really love, but I don't think there's been uh, I don't think there's been a single one I say I really want to wear that costume, other than maybe a scarf or a hat here and there. <laughs> but if I remember correctly, I think there's a Doctor Who character that you wouldn't uh, mind. Yeah, right? I, I throw I throw on uh the Jack Harkness coat and run around a little bit. Any of the other main Doctor characters, I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, man. I have a question for you. The one that I really don't know if I know the answer to, and I really want to pick your brain on this one. Which franchise has the best time travel episodes? I think this is a really hard one because you would think off on the face of it, it has to be Doctor Who, but there are some fantastic. Star Trek time travel episodes, man. So I'm going to give myself an out and I'm going to start by saying I'm going to give myself an out, which (laughs) is I'm going to say in my understanding and my memory, because I don't have quite the obsession with Star Trek that I do Doctor Who, I'm going to say I need to see series three of Discovery because that deals uh, with time. Come on, man. If you're if you're a freaking uh Voyager fan, you should have plenty of good you know and, and when I say that I can think of maybe one or two, um maybe three Doctor Who episodes that deal with time paradoxes in a way that breaks your brain. I mean, I have it. of course, we can we can talk about the obvious episode of Blink, but I mean, there's a few more in there. But to me, to me, Doctor Who doesn't have as many of those clever, paradoxical time travel episodes that I'm looking for. Now, okay, I, when you can look I at, say, go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. 
the 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 last episode of Voyager. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah, Ooh. that's one. But to me, that one is isn't even the most clever. I All mean, right, go for th- it. There, there's a few, and I know I don't know the name of the episodes, but there's an episode where Voyager goes to investigate a planet that has some type of. Um, it's been, it, it exploded or had some type of, uh, planet wide destruction and they go in to investigate the remains and they figure out they actually caused it. You know, mm. paradoxical things like that. I mean, paradoxical in the sense there's this one episode where Voyager sees a ship stranded in a void. They go to investigate and they find out it was their ship. <laughs> you yeah. know, there, there's a bunch of star. I mean, that's just Voyager, but there's a bunch of Star Trek episodes right there that deal with, time paradoxes that really break your brain. I mean, really break your brain. So I would hope that there would be more of those in Doctor Who, and I just haven't run into a lot of them. You know, I think with Doctor Who, and this isn't a jab in any way, this is actually a compliment to Star Trek. I think with Doctor Who, you get a little um used to it because it's all about space and time so you get used to it so when you do see it in star trek it's done really really well and it's something different and that's why i think you maybe not you but as a viewer you pay more attention to it because think about it with every single one of of doctor who it's don't do this with time because you're in the past or you know you can't do this and because you're in the future or whatever and whatever because it's so interwoven in the story. Yeah, I guess I can see that. I know that they mention it a lot, but I don't know if I see a lot of evidence of that on screen, you know. And again, I can go to episodes blink, you know. Um, Day of the Doctor is a good example of it happening. Um, so there's there's episodes in there where they do it, but they don't do it a lot, you know, right. <laughs> For it to be a time right. travel show, you know. Anyway, anyway. Uh, let's move on. Uh, which franchise has the best villains? Ooh, I'm actually, I think it would be a close tie, but I'm actually going to give Star Trek. I'm going to give that one to Star Trek actually. Really? Because yeah, because I think while Dr. Who has several, very good villains. You have a wider selection of very good villains that people know about from the Star Trek fr- franchise, as opposed to Doctor Who. You've got two or three, maybe four, that are really, really known. With Star Trek, you've got so many more that aren't connected to those two or three sets of villains. So I'm actually going to give that to Star Trek. See, wow, we're just totally backwards on these because I would have hands down gave that to Doctor Who. Really? Okay, I I, go for me. I can't, I can't really think of any villains in Star Trek other than the Borg. And technically, are they a villain? You know, I, there's just not any villains in Star Trek. I don't think you have, you have species of people that cause issues. And definitely when you get into the movies, they try to uh, bring villains up a little higher, you know, to make the, you know, the movie more dramatic. But in everyday Star Trek, other than the Borg, I mean, you got the Romulans, but uh, just a. But again, you said that's political and yeah. it could be good and it could be bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I give, 
I'll give you that. Yeah, and again, like we get to the movies, they have a bunch of them. And they, 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 that's pretty much what they try to do in the movies is to make a villain. <laughs> right. But, but yet yeah, a normal series, no. I think Doctor Who has some great, great villains and iconic even. So yeah, I, I think they, I think they win that one personally. Okay. All right. Cool. That was. That, I like that <laughs> one. That was interesting. Which franchise has the better expanded universe? And when I say expanded universe, I'm talking about comics, movies. Uh, whatever other peripheral media you can think of. Mm. I'm going to say it's a very, very, very close tie. Because if you look at class, you look at Sarah Jane Adventures, you look at Torchwood, there's several different incarnations for everyone. But you can also say the same thing, novelizations, comic books for um Star Trek, taking point that image that you've got as the contest came from an IDW crossover between Doctor Who and Star Trek. So I think it's a tie there. Yeah, I think the only way that, of course, Star Trek probably had the one of the first big expanded universes in the 90s uh, as far as having different television shows at one time. Which, you know, that's kind of what Doctor Who did with Torchwood and other other peripheral shows. Definitely in the movie, Star Trek has the leg up. I'm really surprised that there hasn't been a proper Doctor Who movie. And it seems like a franchise with enough cachet or popularity that they should have been able to cross over to. A pro- now, I know they put episodes in movie theaters for the fandom events or whatever they call them. But it seems like they would try and have a proper Doctor Who movie with high budget and all, you know. Now, we're not going to talk about the movies that should not be right. named. The uh, uh, Peter, Peter Cushing and the um, – what's, what's the, the – the, 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 the Doctor Who and the Daleks and Doctor Who. Yeah, the and 90s the, movie too. Yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah, yeah the, the 96 So movie. I guess they have tried it. <laughs> well, now, the 96 movie, whenever, whenever they say that was a movie, that was back when you still had movie of the week oh. on television. So this was Fox saying, this is the movie of the week on Thursday night. Ouch. Or Wednesday night or whenever it was. It wasn't in theaters. Yeah. And again, like, I guess they did try to do that with those P- Peter Cushing movies. Uh, is that the right? That's the right guy, right? Yeah. Peter Cushing. Yeah. Uh, but. They didn't really take off. So I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. Here's the problem with that, with with BBC being a almost like a public service where you're paying the tax for it. True. You're not going to have, I don't think, this big budget ability. And if you did and you get a studio involved, then it it's how much real is it meaning i don't want there to be a recasted doctor yeah for the movie while you've got the series go along so for that star trek hands down wins because yeah. it made perfect sense that you ended the original series in the movie and went directly to you know generations with star trek well in a similar Next vein generation. let me let me ask you this would you be down for Say, I don't know, um, David Tennant leaves, I don't want to go as a doctor. <laughs> he moves on. We have Matt Smith. And then like a year later, they come out with a 10th Doctor movie that's in his timeline, but it's just a standalone movie. Sort of like they did with uh, uh, the TOS crew 
while the next generation was going on. Well, even before the next generation started, mm-hmm. but but you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have any problem with that because you still have Big Finish doing audio adventures with those doctors today. And I think it just adds to the tapestry or the tapestry, however you want to say it. I I don't have a problem with that. I kind of wish they would do that, too, especially after they do these moves to where uh, they clean house. You know, Chipnell comes in with his own crew and everything. You know, let that crew go off and do some proper movie. You know, I think that would be pretty cool. And you mentioned uh, the audio dramas with with audio audio what they call them interpretation slash dramas with the different doctors. That's definitely an area where I would love to see Star Trek get into. Yeah, I think that would be because, you know, it's interesting in this, in the sense of, you know, one of the things with the, with the doctors and it actually, you know, it applies well with Picard, you build on the fact that these characters don't look like they did 25 years ago. But when you have, Peter Davison playing the fifth doctor, Tom Baker playing the fourth doctor. Yes, he still pretty much sounds like he did, both of them, but they look different. But with the audio, it doesn't matter what they look like. Yeah. And I guess that's another drawback of Doctor Who as far as how the canon works. Like once they're gone, they're gone. And you can't, you know, the way it works as far as timelines, you can't do like Picard and bring them back 20 years later. That, yeah, that actor is gone. Well, you yeah. can, you know, certain uh, <laughs> person, but, 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 curator. But how many times can you say, <laughs> oh, well, there was a time distortion that made you look different? You know, that's what yeah. they did, you know, with the fifth doctor. But the cool thing about Doctor Who is he can revisit the face. So if if well, supposedly and, he can revisit the face. supposedly <laughs> read the read the book, the uh, day of the doctor, and there's no supposed about it. I, I still don't feel like I'm, I'm still not comfortable with that old man. I don't know. I, I just, Re- just read the just book. Not. And I'm telling you. Oh, but you can be comfortable comfortable with that, but you can't be comfortable with what Chipman was done. I'm just saying. Absolutely, I'm just... <laughs> he's the fourth Doctor. Absolutely, and he's the caretaker. And oh, he wrote the book. We talked about Jack Harkness a little bit earlier, so I have to ask you: which franchise is more progressive? This is pretty mm. difficult question because I don't know which one is more. Because um, I've I've seen both of them do some pretty progressive things. Before Discovery, I would have said Doctor Who. You know, and I'm not saying that Star Trek's not progressive. It's progressive in different ways. For instance, look at, you know, the original series, the cast. I mean, just take the cast. Don't say male, female. Just look at the multicoloredness of the cast. You know, that was something that was unique in television at the time. I think they have been progressive in their own individual ways and different ways. Um, but but I think they took a great bound in, in, in making it. And I know fans did not per se like the new direction that we saw with Discovery. I personally did. Uh, well, but what, what do you mean in particular? Are you talking about? I, I'm saying whenever I'm saying progressive, I'm saying being more liberal with what you're showing, what you're saying, not necessarily, you know, a specific, you know, do they have gay characters? Do they yeah. have, um, you know, representation across different cultures, colors, whatever? Yeah, um, I would say Star Trek. And that's just simply because of. 
the principles it was founded on. Uh, it's founded on this utopian idea of we're in this world where money doesn't matter. You're following your dreams. You know, you're following stuff that's going to make society better. Um, race doesn't matter. The first interracial kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely some stories that really make you think early on. Now, I'm not sure that Doctor Who has enough of the stories. Well, yeah, they do lately. And I think that's why I think that's why people hate the latest episodes. <laughs> but but um I think I think uh at least early on I think Star Trek was more willing to brush those topics that mm-hmm. make you think about where you are in society, you know. Um and it depends on what we're talking about when we say progressive. I guess that's a pretty loose term. But uh, but yeah, and, and again, when I first got to when I first got to Doctor Who, to see to see Jack Harkness on screen, you know, um, I really love that character and 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 I, everything about what they did with him. And it, it, there's been there's been other characters as far as, um, you know, and I don't really want to get into who who or what they like, but it's been a lot of stuff in Doctor Who that has definitely caused you to think, caused you to be more accepting. Um, so yeah, I think they both, I'll give it a tie on that. Cause I think they both cover it pretty well. I yeah, really do. I, I really agree do. with you there. I, and I'm completely comfortable tying that one. Yeah. And I think the most important thing about that, it, they make you forget. <laughs> yes. What, whatever notions you came into there with, you know, I'll, that has to do like how you brought up or what, what part of country you raised in or whatever. You just watch it and forget and just take the pureness of the stories uh, as it comes, you know? Yeah, and I think that is the true markings of good storytelling, good writing, is if you see whatever the progressive is, fill in the blank of whatever that might be, and you don't really even pay attention to it because you're so invested in the character and the story. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Now, incidentally, incidentally, again, like once we get the Chimno, people start complaining because they're on, too on the nose with it. But <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's different if I'm sitting here and having a conversation with you like we're doing. And then all of a sudden, Clarence, you have been a horrible human being. <laughs> you need to take care of the environment. Clarence, it's up to you to take care of the environment. Do you hear me as a human being? That is out of character. Oh, uh, Yeah. 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 True enough. True enough. Uh, Yeah. Well, I have only one more question and maybe this is the most daunting of all. Which franchise has the best fans? Ooh. Separate but equal. Seriously. And I'm not, I'm not copying out there. I really think they are separate. They are different. They are equal and they are devoted in their own way. And while I'm saying that they're equal, there was a period of time both of these shows were off the air and the fans kept the show alive. Because with either one of those, if the fans had not have been reading the novelizations, been going to conventions, been talking about it, I'm not saying that there's no chance that you would have not have had another Doctor Who or you would not have had The Next Generation. You wouldn't have had the movies you you may have, but the continuity of the stories, I think, 
both of both fan bases helped keep that going. And so I'm going to say again, separate but equal. Yeah. Yeah, man, the fans, uh, we're certainly at a time where these two franchises are among the franchises that have been the, the tentpole drivers of cons and events and things like that. So I definitely love both fan bases. Both of them have their quirks. Uh, like any family, family, there's always, there's going to be some infighting, <laughs> but, sure. but when you look at how huge these fans have been to the franchises and, and, and to keep, keep the franchise going, uh, over the years, I, I think, uh, they both were pretty freaking awesome. You know, I would love to have an opportunity someday in the future after all of this that we're going through right now is over and you can go back and hang out with people and et cetera. I would love to go to a Star Trek convention. We've had the luxury of going to, you know, Star, I mean, Doctor Who conventions, and we've seen how welcoming people are that at Doctor Who themed conventions. Yeah. I would love to experience that on the Star Trek side. Well, how about we do this? Let's, let's, let's mark it down somewhere that we're going to go to Star Trek, the Las Vegas convention, and we're going to attend Gallifrey One. There you go. There you go. <laughs> let's let's make that a priority in the coming years. All right, all right. So you've given me a lot of questions. I had no idea what were coming. So I want to throw one <laughs> at you. How about that? Sure, man. What you got? All right. So if you had to travel for a year with one incarnation of the doctor, which incarnation would you choose? Huh. Well, I feel like, like there's going to be a cop-out answer, but <laughs> but I think I like to travel with uh, Jodie Whittaker's doctor. I mean, okay. it, are, is this me and her or me and her and other people? And I'll tell you why yeah. once you answer that question. Um, Both. you Because for six months of that year, it's you and her, and for six months, it's you and other people. So I would say this, and maybe if what we think is going to happen in the next season with people leaving, maybe it's going to be something similar. I think it would just be interesting to have a black guy and a white woman go into the past. <laughs> oh, that would if, be cool. See if we can make it. <laughs> that actually would be About, cool. So the same thing, where, you know, if we have Jodie Whittaker and, um, and uh, Amanda Gill uh, returning next season, they might run into some interesting situations if they're going to pass, you know. Uh, but I think that would be interesting just for the tension that would be. <laughs> that would be cool. And good answer, by the way. <laughs> same question to you. Um, same question to me. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm torn, but I'm going to go with fourth. I almost want to say 10 uh -huh. also, but, but I'm going to go with fourth because that's my doctor. Even if you don't get a scarf, you're still going to do it. Even if I don't get the scarf, <laughs> uh, I, I would still do it uh, as long as um, I can at least see a picture of K-9. Ah, okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, guys, as always, we want to thank each and every one of you for listening. If you have feedback about the questions I asked Cal, our answers, or just about the Discussing Trek uh, podcast slash YouTube channel in general, uh, please hit us up on any of the social medias as it were at fans 
at for ooh, excuse me, email fans at discussingtrek.com or social media at discussing trek on all of the social medias. Kyle, uh, we're gonna end this thing, but man, do you have a parting gift for people who may be listening? Uh, the only thing I would say is we have both you and I, as well as Lee Shackelford from Discussing Who, have been participating in something called Listen, Rants, Repeat. And it is a sort of a public service announcement kind of thing. It's just something fun while we're having to continuously wash our hands yeah. in this new age. This uh, podcast, real short episodes, about a minute long, and we've been participating in that. So it's listen, rinse, repeat. You can find it on all major podcast platforms. Yeah. So I've already uh, tagged the Reality Breached crew to do a listen, rinse, repeat. So I put them on blast and I can't wait to see what they do because we have, well, I don't, I'm not in the next one, but we do have another one, another one, hopefully coming out soon. That is featuring uh, our team. So yeah, that should yes. be fun. <laughs> that 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 should be fun. And they did a awesome, awesome, awesome job. Yeah, yeah, certainly. So yeah, man, this has been fun talking with you, man. I'm glad you uh, decided to jump on and join me for this newsletter slash open channel uh, episode. <laughs> I really appreciate it, man. Cool. I had fun too. All right, guys. Well, until next time, live long and prosper. Relativity. 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 Climb aboard the perilous journey of one man attempting to reach a distant world and the woman on Earth who battles endlessly to keep him alive. Mission Control, was that sound what I think it was? We're not sure yet, but we know it can't be good. Join the thousands of science fiction adventure fans who have discovered Relativity at RelativityPodcast.com. Relativity.